straight from Boston, it's Founder Thought, the show that has everything from advice, ideas, and inspiration from founders and business owners that made it all happen. There's 9 million Americans that are still left to renew their real ID. What our service is going to add is even more value. Today, we're here with Mo Gatala. He's one of the founders of the DMV service alternative, Sticker Quicker. Hey, Mo, thanks so much for joining us. We're super excited to have you on with us. Um, so tell us a little bit about you. So my name is Mohammed, as you mentioned, and I'm one of the co-founders for Sticker Quicker. Uh, so a little about my history. My family migrated here from Pakistan back in the late 70s. And after they uh, finished their schooling, uh, they did what most uh, people from Pakistan or India do, and they started a computer business. And uh, I was a part of that uh, surroundings growing up. So I was always with my father on the summer breaks or the weekends and evenings. And during that time, uh, they were always having their business dealings with uh, major corporations. And uh, I really picked up a lot of, uh, uh, of their business sense and um, and other than that, uh, my, I'm married. I've been married for about 15 years. Uh, I got engaged pretty quickly. I met my wife when I was about 18 years old. Um, and then we now have three kids, uh, two boys, Kaden and Zareb. And I have a young princess who's three years old, Anaya. When you grow with your family around you, it's all like, it looks like your parents, it's entrepreneur lifestyle. Uh, you see what how your parents doing it, not involved, but learning and seeing and listening. Yes, for sure. I mean, it was a daily life. Uh, the the work hours extended far beyond uh, the normal nine to five. So those corporate dealings, uh, meeting with clients, and uh, the marketing aspect of the business, I was I was a part of it. So uh, Mo, you lived in you grew up in Fremont, California. I did. I did. Yeah. Um, I. Grew up in Fremont, California. Uh, we, we migrated back here in the 70s. And, you know, I tried moving out. I, I lived in San Diego for a year, but uh, I ultimately came back. We have such a large presence with our with our family. I think we're, we're between my wife and I, we have over 500 oh my goodness. Uh, people in our family. So, yeah, we've been in the East Bay and Silicon Valley for, for, uh, for a very long time. But you weren't born here. You were born overseas and you came here? I did. I did. I was two months old when we migrated over, when, when my parents came over. Yeah. And what did you go to school for? What, what did you study? So I, st I studied information technology, IT, because it, it was what I knew. And it's not what I wanted to do because I was always around it from a kid. I mean, I was doing memory module upgrades when I was six years old, you know, meeting with, <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, you know, I, I remember going on, on uh, quick trips with my father to do upgrades for Sony. Um, and, and I knew that that's not what I want to do. I don't want to do IT, but yet I found it so easy that I went to school for that. What was your passion? What was it, What would you say is a, what was it that you wanted to be doing? Yeah, so growing up, I always wanted to be a pediatrician. Very nice. I've I've always loved medicine. I've I've been intrigued by it. I wanted to be a doctor. And I said, if I ever if I ever do anything when I retire, I'm gonna go back to med school and I'm gonna be a doctor. That that's what I want to do. But it, it it was just because of how it helps other people. It's it's fixing a problem. It's you know it's always been a need. And the what you get out of of providing care for someone else, it was very fulfilling. And so you you went down the path of IT instead. 
which led you into insurance somehow, which led you into quick uh, sticker quicker. So tell us that path and kind of how that trajectory sort of changed in your life and why. So uh, it, it's been a that that was a very interesting path. So I started out uh, at San Jose State and I was learning about IT, and I got a job locally, um, and. Uh, that kind of went out after college. I, I took on a full-time position with an IP firm doing their IT business. So I was there I was there for about 10 years. And then uh, my wife and I um, had our first child. And he was born with a very rare genetic chromosome disorder. And it was at that point that we had to make a you know hard life decision of what do we do. And... We were brought up uh, in a way where family comes before anything else, no matter what. So we looked at both of our finances and we, we had a savings account and we said, okay, fine, you make more money than I do to my wife. And I know that I'm capable of doing something else on the side to kind of bridge, bridge that gap. And so I quit my job. And that was around the time that Frost and I were you know, starting a, a side business of selling insurance. And then we just continued that, uh, you know, anytime that I had, we kept selling insurance and it morphed pretty quick. Uh, we were really good at it. Both of us are really good at sales. And that business grew to out of our garage into the, the home office. From the home office, we got a, a small office. And then um, <clears throat> that morphed again because I was doing our E&O insurance calculations and and when I was looking at it, I said, "Where, where's all this side money coming from? And it was one of the features that we added for our customers was registration renewal. We had customers that we needed registration cards for because of the insurance, and they didn't have it, or it was late, or it's past due, or they haven't transferred it to their name. So at that point, you know, that was, for me, that was my aha moment that I need to separate this entity we need to create separate marketing budgets. We need to be able to, uh, one, for, for the point of reducing my you know, overhead, um, we rebranded. Uh, we created a, a whole new business. And once we did that and allowing for separate uh, budgets for marketing, uh, it really started to take off. And, and honestly, that was a great pivot because without that, we wouldn't be where we are today. So what are some of the things that you're um, that you're passionate about in in life and in business? Uh, passion. So, you know, I love I love fixing things. I love solving problems um, and I love building things. And, and growing up in Silicon Valley, you you hear more and more about these big businesses that are being built. And, it, you know, it's that I always found that that's something I always wanted to do. This business, uh, Sticker Quicker, really allowed me to encompass a lot of those uh, matters into it. I, I was streamlining a process that was broken. Uh, it hasn't been fixed for you know, decades. And I'm fixing a problem of customers that are not able to find the time to go stand in line for hours and hours. And I'm building a business. I'm building a business that was taking off pretty quick. So I got all of those in one. But the, the drive that I really get is the uh, that comes from my oldest son, Caden. Uh, that gives me that drive. It uh, for me, it was it was a do or die, right? So 
I have now a, a child who has a very rare genetic chromosome disorder. And with that, I, I'm, I'm not juggling it because I found the time in between 24 hours to be able to handle his medical needs. And then that drove me even harder because I had something to lose, which was my future. And we could survive. Everyone can do it on one income, but that wasn't what I was raised with. Everyone in our business was business savvy. They were all making these big corporations. And, and as long as you put in the time and effort, you can move forward. So th those are my major driving uh, factors for it. And my, I guess I want to say my passion stemmed from uh, my upbringing and uh, fixing problems and streamlining processes. I do it all day long. So, Mo, uh, uh, can you talk a little bit about Sticker Quicker? Because I don't know if uh, very clear, guys, what you do there. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to keep it simple, we process registration and title services, and we avoid the long lines that you do uh, would, would have to do by going into a traditional field office. But that can expand much further. So, and what we've done is we created an online platform that allows you to renew or replace your registration, your stickers, and your license plates and deliver them next day to any address in the United States. And it only takes two minutes. The value proposition in this is that you don't have six hours to go and stand in line the hour that it takes you to get there, park, drive, and then do you have the right documents? Do you not have the right documents? We take all that out and we keep expanding on our API to make it easier for that customer. And then also we took it a step further and said, okay, well, <clears throat> we need to make like a virtual assistant. So we came out with Sticker Quicker Fleet Assist, which is an online platform that manages your fleet. And it's always kept current with all the registration data and your registration cards and also lets you know that, hey, you have a smog, your insurance is past due. You can download your registration card. So if you lose it, you can print it right back out. And you don't need to remember because this is your virtual agent that will email you, will send you SMS. Don't forget to renew your registration. And, and that alone, you know, on these vehicles, on a small vehicle, you know, a couple hundred bucks for the registration, 30 bucks. But larger vehicles with heavy weights, we're talking 500 on day one, up to $3,000 per vehicle. Is that fines or is that, what is that, penalties? Or penalties. Or, oh, wow. Yeah, penalties for, for renewing late. So we kind of took all the pain points of managing a fleet and we brought it down to a, a simple platform that my eight-year-old can look at and say, hey, this one's late or this one's coming due. You got to make this payment. And with one click of a button, you check out and... With that, you could replace a license plate and you'll have your tags delivered next day. So what, is, what are some of your greatest learnings that you've had? Starting a business is difficult. I've, I've learned that. <laughs> and it's very time consuming. Uh, and it's also very time sensitive. So with, you, with, with everything that's time sensitive and time consuming, you can't act too quickly on everything that everyone says without fully analyzing the risk reward for it. You know, one customer say, may say X, Y, and Z, and then another one will say exactly the opposite. And learning that, you know, with the AI that's coming out, it's making life a little bit easier. 
uh, to kind of understand how humans interact. We're all individual. And to really stay focused, uh, you got to stay focused on what you want to do. For every business, there's 10, 15 things that you can add as a feature to it. But is that your core business? Is that what you need to focus on? Because there's only so much brain power that you have. So I, I say, you know, you got to focus, you got to stay focused and and be careful when you make changes because it essentially affects your whole entire business. If you could go back 20 years um, and tell yourself something, something that you've learned or something that you've come across, what would it be? You know, I would have started earlier. The older you get, I think things become more difficult. But if if I had started earlier, I think we would have been in a different place. I would have had more extensive knowledge than I did now. I started when I was around 30. So I was a little late in the game in terms of where entrepreneurs are starting now. They're all they're in their 20s. So I would have started a little bit earlier and I would have expanded my network. Networking is crucial for any business that you do. When we say networking, do you have a mentor? I've met a lot of friends along the way in just life. And those friends have essentially become my mentors who are far in advance in their business or you know, they work for large corporations or they're, uh, they're VCs. They have become my, my friends and my mentors because I rely on them. I don't have a specific mentor that I go to, uh, but uh, uh, those group of small group of friends that I've met along the way uh, have become my mentor. So what's the best advice they give you? We were going to go for VC funding and um, I was right about to get ready for a pitch and uh, I sought out the, fr- uh, the help of one of my friends and, and he said, this is solid. Uh, you're good. You'll get well-funded. Uh, you know, your proof of concept is there. And then I talked to uh, another one of my good friends, uh, Jigger, and he said, don't do it. Don't do it. Wait, wait until you have a better foundation, more proof of concept, uh, get more customers under your belt, because that's going to give you more leverage when you go out. And then at that point, you'll be able to get more for your company. Because at that point, we were just an idea and we were starting out. We were getting two, three customers for the online side of it. The retail side of our business, we, we were doing a lot. Uh, but the online aspect of it, he said, get more customers. Get more uh, 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 customers engaged with your, with your application. And then go. And you'll be in a better position to bargain for uh, less percentage of your equity and more money. So what you passionate uh, more? What you are passionate about? What tick you? What uh, what make you like you wake up every morning and say, you know what, I want to do this. You know, it's funny. I I I try to turn my brain off every single night because once my eyes open, I can't stop thinking about how can I make this better because I want to fix that problem of of not being. I mean, at the moment, this is it. It's DMV. Registration services, online platform. How can I make it better for the consumer? And how can I not, uh, how can I minimize the time that it takes for them to do that? So um, every morning that I wake up, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to work. I want to help that next customer save that, save that extra five hours of time. What advice uh, would you give to new and upcoming entrepreneurs and business owners? Okay. So d- uh, don't be scared of pivoting. If that pivot, is what's gonna be required for you to succeed, then don't be scared of pivoting. We needed that pivot. 
and and it was a turning point for us and 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 a lot of the times you say i put so much time into this and it's failing but you see an opportunity that you're ignoring and pivoting is 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 very important i say always look for that opportunity and and i you put a lot of work and effort into uh plan a but plan b might have been even better so uh always always consider that option and then you have to prioritize what you care about and everyone needs to be on board with that new venture that you're going to take on um because startups are they're like a baby it's like a newborn baby you have to nurture it you ha- you have to take care of it you got to feed it uh before you can take a step back and and it can walk on its own two feet because if you don't it's it's those initial founders that are setting the example and that they're laying the foundation down that is required for it to become a business otherwise you're always going to be a hobby you can always you know there's a lot of broken things out there you can fix it find a problem that's dear to you and and you can fix it but you got to be able to put in that time in. so if you don't have the time to put it in don't start it because you're just going to waste your time so go in knowing the commitment that it's going to be required to succeed so what hobby you have more what how you balance life and work i don't balance life work there is no ba- <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's no balance i make it to the office by around 9 9:15 in the morning um i'm there minus uh short lunch in the afternoon um i pick up my kids on the way home i put them to bed and i'm back on my computer till 1 2 in the morning and and my wife knew this going in she she knew that if i'm going to start a business that i'm going to be 190% dedicated to everything that i'm doing so any any vacation that i take it's a pseudo vacation that means that i'm there but i'm not right i'm online i'm answering questions i'm on the phone i'm on with my developers and my developers are 24 hours a day we're always coding so um i used to have a lot of hobbies i used to have a lot of hobbies but now i'm down to one um which is cooking i love to cook i love to eat um i'm not a foodie per se but uh those are the what, one one of the finer things left in life that i want to sit down for that one meal a day where it needs to be hot i'm not in the car driving and really sit down you know have 15 minutes with my wife and kids to talk and and enjoy it so food it, it, that's that's my hobby work life balance none it's something that i'm working on uh i got to work on that because uh burnout is real um founder burnout is real and uh you can only do that for so long before you crash so working on a work life balance uh for a founder is different than a person who you know has kids and a regular job but i'm working on trying to get one day of unplug um per week and hopefully by the end of next year i can get that <laughs> by the end of next year my goodness hopefully that's sooner so uh, more do you want something for us to know do you want somebody do you want to add something from your side what what is going on that i was just reading about the other day is there's 9 million americans that are still left to renew their real id and dmv is putting a big push on their digital marketing and it's not working it's not working they've had the lowest turnout rate in the last 6 months uh for january it was like 100,000 
there's still 9 million people left with an October deadline. And that means that what our service is going to add is even more value. So now you make me think more. So <laughs> do I have one? No, I don't. You I don't, don't have one. No. For the most part, if you have a passport, you're good. But not a lot of Americans mm. do. Not a lot of Californians have that passport. We get a lot of phone calls for that. Like, hey, do I need to get a uh, real ID? And, and I tell them exactly why they should get it. But not to rush if they are if they have a passport. I always keep my passport current. I'm not worried about it. But when my renewal came up, I provided all those documents. But the issue is that you have to provide um, uh, documents that older generation may not have, like a social security card. You lost it because you got one. You don't get a new social security card every year. So now you have to go stand in line at the social security office which is another six hours. So <laughs> you're pretty much screwed. You, and then you have to wait in the mail for that. <laughs> One of the documents that is required or, or shows evidence is a current registration address with your current address on the registration card. And for the many Americans that move, what, five, eight times in their lifetime, they never updated their registration card or they forgot to renew it. Well, a current registration card with your correct address is an option that we added. And we were the first to add that feature on our website. You check off a box, you put in a new address, and boom, next day delivery with your new registration card. If you did that with a DMV, it takes until your next renewal to get that registration card. And that's only if they receive that mail, which changed the address on the registration card, or you're back in line for the visit one to DMV for six hours to change your address. And then you'll go back on the second visit to do your real ID. So, um, yeah, the next uh, between now and October, it's going to be very interesting. You know, I've I've put in the time and effort to upgrade our servers and get the backbone healthy for getting more and more hits because we know that the lines are yep. only mm-hmm. going to get worse again. Whether or not you know someone wants to say otherwise, it's it's going to happen. All right. Well, Mo, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we had some a lot of great information, um, and we thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. It was nice to nice to be with you guys today. Thank you for listening to Founder Thought. You can find more episodes wherever you listen to podcasts or on the web at founderthought.com. Founder Thought is a production of Pepper Gang.